tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page, Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast, on Twitter, at RealGilbertACP, and on Instagram, GilbertPodFried. P-O-D-F-R-I-E-D. You see, it's kind of a pun on the last name. Ah, never mind. is Gilbert Gottfried, and this is Gilbert Gottfried's Amazing Colossal Podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Frank Santo Padre. Our guest this week has been acting on the big and small screen for over 40 years. He's a former teen idol and pinup. Hey, I had his poster on my wall. So did I. Who's gone on to appear in Dozens of TV shows, including Dallas, Barnaby Jones, Columbo, William Shatner's Tech War, Melrose Place, Jag, CSI, and Desperate Housewives. And, of course, BJ and the Bear. My two dads and the immortal a year at the top with our good friend Paul Schaefer. In his long career, he's co-starred with everyone from Mickey Rooney to Ringo Starr to Orson Welles. Please welcome the pride of Sayreville, New Jersey, and by far the most handsome guest we've ever had on this show, (laughs) actor, singer, and songwriter... Greg Evergan. <laughs> yeah. Now, now I need was, a nap. You know, you got everything right except for the name. That, 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 that <laughs> reminds me of a story. We'll, you know what? We'll re-record it, Greg. <laughs> okay. Why did I, how, how did I fuck up? It's Evergan. 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 Okay, Greg Evergan. <laughs> in case, if you tune in. You know what you remind me? I got to tell you this really quick because yeah. you just. It, I, I, I got to do the Johnny Carson show one time, okay? And, yeah. and Burt Reynolds was the host that night. And I knew Burt because I work. Um, there was a show that, uh, that, uh, that Lonnie Anderson did. And I got to meet Burt. And we. Uh, but I, I came on the show and, and, and he. Uh, when he introduced me. And you know when he was at the end of the show, so I'm in the green room for God, man, I don't know, you know, what is it, two hours, right? So, uh, and uh, I'm waiting, I'm waiting to go on, you know, nervous as can be at this point, you know, and then and then I could see that there's only a, a minute left or whatever, two minutes, and uh, and I hear, and now 
a good friend of mine. I want I want you to meet a good friend of mine. I mean, this guy is great. He's got a great career going. Got, Greg Ed 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 and literally, and that's no exaggeration, okay? And then, then I come out, you know, I come out, I sit there, and then uh, and uh, and then the first question I think was. So, how do you like working with stacks? You know, I mean, it's like, okay, here's a good opening question. You know, whether Judy Landers on the show for anyone out there who didn't uh, see BJ and the Bear, and uh, oh, we remember Judy Landers, oh, yeah, yeah. And then, then the music started playing. Okay, that was one of the. <laughs> <laughs> It's the worst feeling, man. The music starts playing. It's like, well, thanks for coming on the show, Greg Hanson. You know, and that was it. So anyway, <laughs> it was pretty fun. I love it. Now, now you had uh, the honor of being in 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 a TV show that that's remembered as one of the worst TV shows of all time. <laughs> I had a few of those, right? <laughs> Well, year of the top may qualify, but we'll yes. get to that. Uh, Pink Lady and Jeff. Oh, my God. Yeah. They must have spent a lot of money on that show. I think it's sitting Marty Croft, right? I'm pretty sure, yeah. I, I think, Dick, I think uh, yeah, yeah, I Fred think so. Silverman. But Fred Silverman was, was, was infamously behind that show. Oh, okay. And okay. describe describe the show to us. <laughs> Well, see, there's two uh, girls from Japan that uh, me. I think they're called uh, yeah, me and K. That's right, me and K. And, right. Uh, that's right. And I guess they had huge careers over in uh, over in Japan. And uh, <laughs> and so for me, any opportunity to do my music, you know, because that's always been my passion or is the music. So so any opportunity to do the music, uh, I would be there. And I had I had this band called Getaway City, and uh, and we. Uh, and we just got to do the show. But it, it actually, for us, it was a really good spot. But the show, what was Jeff? Uh, what was the guy's Jeff name? Jeff Altman. Jeff Altman. Yeah, yeah. Jeff Altman. Right? So Jeff they, Altman. these two, the Japanese girls, were uh, singers in Japan. They were very popular yeah. Yeah, yeah. pop stars. Right. And somebody right. got and the idea. To break them. They were trying to break them in the U.S. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> that was the, uh, was. Jeff Altman uh, was just a com- an unknown comedian. And... And they were like, and these girls couldn't speak a word of English. <laughs> Which was a big problem. Yeah. yeah. You, could, you could just see the meeting where they were saying, oh, it's like Sonny and Cher. Uh, not Sonny and Cher, uh, Tony Orlando and Dawn. Yeah. Yeah, we'll put a guy yeah. in the middle and two singers. Except if right. Dawn didn't speak English. That's right. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty funny, though. I, 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 I have that, uh, that tape of that. I mean, that, that's a pretty funny pretty funny thing because we did we did this song we did one of my one of my songs with the band and then uh and we got a really good track out of it so it was really great at the time and then uh then they did uh uh we did this song i think it was oh yeah let's dance that's what it was, it was let's dance so let's dance you know and i did this song with the two of them dancing next it's pretty funny was it- you ever get a chance to see that on youtube which i think it's on there somewhere <laughs> we'll have to dig it out. What we did find on yeah, YouTube, dude. what we did find in, in doing our research, we found that wonderful Ringo Starr special. Oh, my God. That, with that. <laughs> I got to work with Ringo, man. Of course. You know, that was pretty but cool. It, it yeah. was surreal. I, I could not believe it's like the announcer comes on, they show them, and they go, it's the Ringo Starr special with George Harrison <laughs> Art Carney, <laughs> Angie Dickinson, John Ritter, John Ritter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and and 
and uh, uh, fish, ter- uh, fish, Carrie Fisher. And Vincent Price. And Vincent Price. Yeah, what a cast. Did you, so where did you see the whole thing? Because I, I've never seen that. Oh, it's on there. Clip. It's on there. It's on YouTube? Yeah, on the YouTube? whole thing. The whole oh, okay. thing, the whole scene where he comes, where Ringo's alter ego wants to borrow your car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> was he? Gives slips you twenty I got bucks. That Chevy. I got that Chevy, right? And I was dressed like a greaser from. So surreal. Yeah, I know. Those are, the, those are the moments, man. That you know, those things like that. I mean, I got to work with a Beatle because I can only imagine when I was. Uh, jumping around on my on the bed with my sister and I jumping up and down as high as we could when we first heard those guys come over, you know, from uh, from from England and 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 take the world by storm, you know. It was uh, it was just to work with with, with a Beatle is great. Well, you know? we we joke about it, but for a kid from Sayreville, New Jersey, to work with one of the Beatles, yeah, that's a big deal. That's for sure. That's for sure. How did that even come about? They just called you up and say you want to be in the Ringo Star special, and you jumped at it. No, there was there's a I'm, now that you mentioned that I'm trying to I remember Althea, this girl named Althea with uh, and David Pomerantz, a guy that I wrote with it. Uh, Wait a minute. Wait. Yeah. David Pomerantz. Yeah. yeah, David and I we written a lot of okay. songs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Hold it. Hold it right <laughs> there. Hold the phone. Hold, Hold the phone. phone. <laughs> Stop. 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 He wrote two songs for the movie Zapped. Oh, the Scott Baio movie. Scott Baio. <laughs> and, okay, and you want to hear them? Because I sing on each one in my podcast. All right, Greg, we, we, we warn you. <laughs> okay, oh this is a song by David Pomerantz, uh, and this is where <laughs> Scott Baio and allegedly the ugly girl, because she wears glasses, uh, falls in love. Take me to your heart. Show me where to start. Let me play the part of your first love. All the stars are right. Let us make a wish tonight, my love. Pity those who wait. Trust in love to fate. Finding out too late. That they've lost it. Never let it go. You will never know the ways of love. Got to believe in magic. <laughs> Tell me stop that him. two people find each other. Someone stop him. In a world that's full of strangers. <laughs> Got to believe so, in magic. <laughs> it's stronger oh. than the moon that shines How do you above. Because it's magic when two people fall in, fall love. in love. How do you Boy. know? This is obviously the same David Pomerantz, right? Yes. I'm sure. I'm it sure. has that, to be. I don't know but, how many David Pomerantz. His writing. His writing's gotten a lot better. <laughs> 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 How the hell do you know the lyrics? Uh, uh, Later on, I'm going to see. Later on, see, see, Zapped is one of those films that, from the poster, like it was during the '80s of those like teen sex comedies, and it always promised to be a better jerk off film than it really ever was. 
<laughs> and and I, it fails as a jerk-off film, but boy, the, I like the songs in it. Obviously. <laughs> I'll Zapping. sing the other one the, later. The cinema of Scott Baio. But he also did a couple of uh, Kenny Rogers tunes. Oh, hits, like wow. And the Barry Manilow hit that he... Uh, Which that, one? That he, one of the, uh, it's, 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 it may not be Mandy, but it's right up there with the... With the success of that, wow! That type. We're going to Google that. Yeah, so he's had a couple big, you know, he's had a couple big ones, you know. Now I think and, uh, he went to some kind of like Hebrew school or something. <laughs> we got to look this up. David Bomber. He was a Jew. I, I, I pick uh, out who's a Jew. <laughs> if you ha- you haven't listened to too many episodes. Uh, Greg, there's a there's there's a there's a recurring theme where Gilbert needs to know who's Jewish and who isn't Jewish. <laughs> we're we're letting you we're letting you sneak in as a token. Yeah, thank you. I'm honored to be here. A token boy. <laughs> but speaking of the music, Greg, you know, let's talk a little bit about you started out doing music before before acting came into your life. Yeah. Yeah. You play- I, uh, in fact, that's what the first job was. Uh, First real job. I mean, I, I got the Jesus Christ Superstar is my first one. That, that got me out of New Jersey. And then uh, Greece was my second one. That's, that kept me in New York. And then shot me over to Chicago for a year, and I did it there. So I was playing Zuko and that, you know. And then uh, then right after that, I met Don Kirshner on, on that, uh, I don't know if Paul ever told you the story of that, if he ever... You know, told you the story about a year at the top. And oh, now. we've 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 so talked that, about oh, it. Yeah. We're going to ask yeah. you plenty about that. Okay, but, but well, that was I, that was really my my. Uh, that's what that's what brought me out to California. That that show, you know, really because we were watching the video of that show. Oh, this is just all, all they have on YouTube. Really, is a is a um, a coming attraction. Oh, we're watching kind of a we, teaser. We were watching you sing <laughs> on drums and with Paul Schaefer there. And Paul Schaefer is in like an elastic jumpsuit. Yeah, in his Elton John face. <laughs> yeah, the big oh, yeah. Elton John glasses, and he's bald oh, yeah. on top with long hair on the sides. <laughs> yeah, but it was pretty, they had us. I remember they, they must have spent. They spent so much money on the show, you know, because you had these three heavyweights: Norman Lear, Don Kirshner, and Neil Bogart. I mean, each one of them in their field was. I don't think there was anyone bigger at the time, you know. And uh, they spent, it was almost a competition of who could spend the most money to get this thing going. And uh, and they had this outfit that we had to wear. I think what that picture you saw, we had these stars and and different, uh, we had this entire thing that could have literally electrocuted us at any time. You know, it, it, the wrong, the wrong, the uh, wrong, the wrong transistor touched our body, and we're we're you know, we're fried on stage. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at a certain point in the song, these things lit up. I mean, the technology then was not there to do this, you know. But so it was so cutting edge, you know. And, uh, <laughs> well, and it, just, it was, it was great. just to take well, our listeners just, through. Go ahead. No, go ahead. What were you saying? I was just going to say. I was just going to give a little background, a little context for what this was for people that don't remember Year at the Top, and I think it was only four or five episodes. It was based on the Faust legend. You guys were songwriters who sell your soul to the devil, right? As per Year at the Top, right? Right. And and and, and Gabe Dell from the Dead End Kids played the devil. Mickey Rooney was in the pilot. I mean, this is legendary television. <laughs> yeah, we had some. We had a great cast. We had. Uh, what's her name? Um, from um, Guys and Dolls, you know. We had uh, Adelaide. What was her name? Um, oh God, Blair. Uh, I'll tell you. 
Oh, God, oh we'll think name. of it. We'll think of it. But she uh, she played my wife, you know, because we get zapped back and forth from being uh, older, you know, older to younger. When we sell our souls, we're, you know, uh, Red Fox is in it. Uh, Phil Leeds. Oh, Phil, Phil Leeds. Phil Leeds. Oh. Yeah, Phil Leeds played ball. And, uh, and Alan Alda, you know, senior, played, that, that was me as an older person. It was Alan Alda. Vivian Blaine, that's who I was trying to think oh, of. Oh, Vivian, Vivian Blaine. Blaine. Vivian Blaine, sure. From the movie, yeah, guys. Vivian from the movie, Blaine. guys. And so by, by, by senior, is this Robert Alda? Yes. Yes. Senior, Robert Alda. Yes. Oh, yeah, senior. Robert Alda. Yeah, right. Al, Alan's the one from MASH. Alan's, Alan's Robert. father. Yeah, Robert, yeah. Robert, Robert Alda. Robert Alda. He was like, right. like this kind of sharpie, handsome guy in the old movies. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's... I think he did uh, Guys and Dolls. Too. I think I he I, did. I think he did. I think he was Sky Masterson. Yeah, and I think that's where they probably met. And uh, and anyway, anyway, we were. Uh, I'm not sure about that, but we, she played my wife as old. So the two, and then when we got zapped back into the younger uh, characters, of course, the wife was still the wife that was you know 70 or 65, 70, whatever she was. So that was the, uh, so we still had to resolve those relationships, which is, uh, yeah, I mean, the, the pilot was really good with Josh Moscow. I mean, the pilot itself was a good, a really good pilot. We're, you know? we're, we're going and, to be having Josh Mustel. So we're basically constructing your whole band without knowing it. <laughs> we, we already interviewed Paul Schaefer, now you, and we're going to have Josh Mustel. We're only missing Don well, Scardino. You, you, I was going to say, you better get Don Scardino in there. So. <laughs> yeah. We watched the yeah. video online. We watched, uh, um, I guess it's Like a Rising Star. Right. And yeah. I and you on drums, Paul on keyboards, and I sent the video to Gilbert and he watched it and he had no idea that that was Josh playing Josh Mostel playing the the violin. <laughs> he was so good in it, man. Josh, he played the devil's son. So he was uh and he was so he just had the right angle on it, you know, all the time. He uh you know, the right the sarcasm, the whole, you know, his relationship with daddy was was really on the rocks. You know. <laughs> yeah, we'll probably we'll we'll be asking him about that. So you, you, yeah. you so you were you were doing um you were doing Greece and and Kirshner saw you in Greece or they found how did they get you to L.A. No, I I went to uh, what happened was I I decided that I had this thing in my mind about you know if you do a Broadway show for too long you may end up doing it for really a long time you know ten years so I decided. Uh, Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do my nine year my nine uh, month contract, and I'm just gonna get out and, and see what comes up next in life. And uh, so that's why I just went back to New York, and then I I uh, see this is when you're young and stupid, you do those kind of things. Yeah, <laughs> you know, was, give, was, up a, give up a perfectly good show to go get not to have nothing. And uh, not to interrupt you, so but I, was was John Travolta in Gre- in in that production of Greece with you? Yeah, he was. He was. What happened was I I got to I replaced Barry Boswick in New York. Oh, and then, uh, yeah, he was great. He was he was the best suko of all, of them. and uh, and I replaced him. And then Jeff Conaway was promised a role, so so in New York. So I did it for four to five months in New York, and then uh, they said, "Hey, you can either be his understudy or you can take the Chicago company." I said, "I'll take the Chicago company." So I went to Chicago, and I did it for another year there. And after that year, that's when I decided uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna just let the contract expire, not take any renewal and just go to, uh, go to New York and see what, see what comes, you know? And then I went on this audition, uh, and 
we went through the entire summer of, of this audition and I came right down to the end and I didn't get it. I was really upset about it. I, I mean, that was one of those, as an actor, you like, you went and spend all those months, you know, working on it. And, uh, and then I, I, the craziest thing and how it happened was I went to this, this girl I was going with was doing this show called musical chairs that, that, uh, Don Kirshner was producing. And I was sitting in the audience and I was waiting for her to, uh, to be done with the rehearsal so we can go out and get some dinner. And Don Kirshner sitting over there in the, uh, you know, just in the, it was a theater in New York, in the seats. And he just, uh, look, he kept looking at me, you know? And finally he goes, Hey, babe, babe. He calls everybody Dave. He says, babe, can we, can we he calls you, <laughs> Wait a minute, he calls everybody Dave? Everybody's babe. So everybody was babe. So I said, babe, so I said, oh, don't I know you? Do I know you, babe? You know, I, mean, I said, I said uh, well, I almost said, yeah, I auditioned for you for the whole summer, but I didn't. And he got distracted just at that moment, just to show you how, you know, how things go in life. And, uh, and the, the stage manager, uh, she came out and uh, she said, Diane, we got, I've got to go over this one thing with you, which gave me the amount, the, the time to go down and see Jay Siegel. Remember Jay Siegel? Jay Siegel. In the jungle, the mighty jungle. You know. Oh, Wow. Wow. Yeah, so uh-huh. so Jay, so I go down. And I said, Jay, how you doing? You know, because I went through the whole. I was really close with Jay on the auditions because because the uh, you know he was the musical director for the show, so he's the one that we work work with the most. And uh, and so I said, Hey, Donnie, just said, Hey, how you doing? But I don't think he remembers that I went in, came in for the. He says, Yeah, you know what happened? We lost the guy. He didn't work out at all. I said, He's going crazy trying to find some. So I said. Uh, so he walks up and 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 I he said, "What are you an actor? You what are you, what are you you're an actor, right?" He said. So Diane comes back and I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm a singer, I actor. You know, you, you know." I almost said again, "You know, I." I and and Jay says, "Jay says, great. Wouldn't you?" Jay Jay says, "Wouldn't you be good, Donnie, for for the part?" I mean, and he goes, "Yeah, he would be. You know, let me take your number." So it was one, it was one of these classic things where you write down your number on pretty much a bubblegum wrapper and say, "Yeah, right. He's gonna call me." Yeah. So next morning he called me and uh, he shipped me out to New York and said, uh, "I mean, rather to uh, L.A. to meet Norman Lear." Wow! Stayed at the far- stayed at the farmer's daughter and uh, the farmer's the daughter street. is still there. I've stayed there. The one on Fair- the one on the one on there. Fairfax. <laughs> yes. Oh, I, oh God! God, I went, I went out there to do a pilot and I stayed in that hotel. I'm I'm heartened to know it still exists. Oh, and, yes. and speakers have contracts there now. Really. <laughs> That's great. The farmer's daughter. And speaking of John Travolta, you were offered the role of Vinnie Barbarino in Welcome Back, Carter. Who said that? Yeah, not true. I don't know. I mean, if I if I was offered that role. I can't imagine me turning it. Down. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the the internet lied to us because it says that you were under contract for a year at the top and you had to turn down Welcome Back, Cotter. That could be true, but <laughs> only my only my agent would know. I mean, I, she probably would, never said anything to me. You know what I mean, well, wow, or, just uh, wow, just for the record, because yeah. the, the internet's never wrong. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Yeah. Of course. What the would ex- I think? How could the- I deny that? <laughs> I mean, I, I look at stuff about me. I go, I wasn't in that. I wasn't in that one. I wasn't. Well, you turned down the role of Horseshack, didn't you? Yes. yes. <laughs> I I turned down the role of of uh, the son in Sanford and Son. 
<laughs> and it went to Damon Wilson. You'd after. have been so great. Yeah. <laughs> well, just. Yeah, Gilbert, where is he now, huh? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's a preacher now. Demond Wilson? Demond yeah. Wilson became a preacher. Okay. You, okay, did... for the record, can you just uh, <laughs> uh, audition now and say, hey, Mr. Carter. <laughs> hey, Mr. Carter, come on. I mean, come on. We, I'm, just, I'm after her, just like he's after her. I mean, there's no need to send me to the principal. Okay, whatever. Pretty Excellent. good. Pretty good. You should have gotten it. <laughs> All right, wait a minute. This one might be right. Greg. I would have given you that part. <laughs> <laughs> this one might be right. Didn't you? Did you turn down, or were you, were you stopped from appearing on on a Dinah Shore show because Year at the Top had been canceled the same day? That's right. That that was probably one of the worst. Oh, days finally, I can we remember. got one thing right. <laughs> <laughs> See, that's Great. what one thing is not enough. I pride myself on this podcast <laughs> of getting at least one thing right. Hey, you know what? Wait a minute. You're show. right. You're right. I did turn down that Carter thing. You, you did? No. No. Oh, damn it. Fuck you. <laughs> you had me feeling <laughs> really good, and you had to, you had to stop all <laughs> Well, what about the dinosaur thing? <laughs> that, was a good, that was one of those mornings where you just go, ah, let me just go back to bed and not wake up for another month. It was, it was uh, you know, we, we had the show. It was going to air that night. Uh, and I was going to do the Dinosaur show and do one of my songs and, you know, talk and all that. And then uh, somebody called me from the, they said, look, Greg, don't even bother. Don't, don't get up. You, you know, your show's canceled and, you, and there's, no, there's nothing for you to talk about on the Dinosaur show. So, oh, God. Oh. That was it. That and was it. So every, I, everybody uh, got to sing on that show. Yeah, that's right. She liked And now both of us have had experience with monkeys. You're not talking about me, are you? <laughs> I don't mean who you dated. Okay. No, I I mean you were in BJ and the Bear. I was. Yeah. Oh, thank God I got that. He right. was BJ McKay. And That's right. I was in a movie with a chimp that was eventually, I think, uh, released to video, uh, called Funky Monkey. <laughs> Making, you're making that up. No, funky monkey. It's an ice cream flavor. Yeah, yes. And uh, with me and a chimp, and I got I got re- I I auditioned for and didn't get the part in in one of also a famously bad show that I think was also Fred Silverman, and that was Mr. Smith. Wow. And it was about a talking orangutan <laughs> wow. named Mr. Smith. I auditioned for it, didn't get it. It was the worst show ever. Well, lucky you didn't get it. Yeah. You're actually yeah. our third guest to have worked with a chimp. Uh, so we wanted to, Lee Merriweather was on the show, Greg. And she, yeah, she, fam- her. she uh, she's a nice lady. She's, yeah. she, she, uh, she threatened to spank Gilbert on the show, which is a whole other story. But she, she, <laughs> She famously worked with J. Fred Muggs on the Today Show. Danny Bonaducci was on, and he told us he worked with a chimp that bit him. Yeah. <laughs> I guess it was on Hazel or something, or Bewitched. I think it was Bewitched. And, of course, you worked with it. Was it Sam, the chimp, that you worked with? Yeah, Sam the chimp. Sam Downey. 
Yep, that was his name. Sam had a last he name. Was a, he, he was a great. He was great. I mean, he, he even went to my wedding. I, I wanted him to be the ring bearer, but you know, not, <laughs> not a chance for giving the ring to that. See chimp. now, chimps scare me because I mean, I think I would rather be in a cage with lions. Then chimps, because I've heard about at least two people, one man and one woman, ripped to shreds by chimps. Yeah, they can be tough, and I, I was bitten by the chimp, you know. By, but you know, he, he was really young when we got him, so I knew him from a young age. So, he, but he, but there's so much, there, there's so much like us, and, and the intelligence is, is is phenomenal with these with these animals. And um, but he was. Uh, he was uh, really close. We were on the show. We got we got to I got to work with him, train him every day. We got to work together, you know. So it wasn't like, uh, but they have this thing that they do when it comes to dominance, and this is where this is where it comes in. Is at a certain point they make a play for for the dominance. They they kind of feel you out for the entire time that you're with them, pretty much. And then they uh, one time they make the move, and that's when you can either. Either knock them out, or I mean, get them, put them, keep them in their place, or, or be, or, or have them get the upper hand. You think that, or you know, when they're bigger, they'll literally rip an arm off. You know, yeah. So, I mean, chimps are so, like like twenty times stronger than people. I heard they're like some. Yeah, so, in, in, yes, they really, they're really powerful. You know, they're really. Way to you know, I'll tell you funny. This was the funniest thing, and it didn't happen with that chimp. I mean, that chimp. We had some funny things happen with with, with Sam. But I went to uh, to Caracas, you know, to Venezuela. It was one of those things where they're going to give you a bunch of money. You're going to come down there. You're going to, you know, you're going to do a song. And 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 when the show is hot, all these kind of opportunities would come up, you know. And it's hard to turn down, you know, to turn down that money. So you say, okay, well, I'll go down there. So I go down there. They said, don't worry, we're going to have we're going to have a truck for you and the whole thing. Okay. I said, oh, okay, well, that, that'll be great. You know, then we're going to drive up to the venue and the place people are going to be there to be mobbed, and we're going to walk you through the crowd, and you can go up on the stage. Well, the first part, I'll tell you, I had this rehearsal, and, of course, we're going to do one of my songs, and uh, and I'm going to sing, and then and they have this thing there that's, that goes on for six hours. It's a show that just goes on for six hours. <laughs> and, uh, and so, and so I, but the thing that they don't tell you, well, I'll tell you the first part. For, so, so when I get there, when I get there, they've got this truck that looks like it was built in the 40s, but they painted a red stripe on the side and, and red and white, you know, the colors of the truck that I drove. And they've got this big chimp, a full-grown chimp that is so angry that his he, he, he's like, pretty, he looks like he's on cocaine. He's like, <laughs> 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 you know, and the guy, there's a guy in the back seat, his job, and he has one of those metal chains, you know, with a, a metal metal leash, you know, like a big metal leash with a uh, with a big chain coming in, and the guy in the back seat has got is pulling this chimp back, and he's got him sitting, you know, so that he sits in the front seat and he can't move. So that's his job. And I walk up to this truck, and I uh, and they're at the, we're at the bottom of this hill, and he says, "All right, look, here's all you got to do. You got to drive the drive the truck up the hill, and when you get to the spot." And uh, we're, you're going to get out, and then you're going to we're going to usher you through the crowd. I said, okay, sounds good. And, I'm, and all I'm doing is looking at this chimp. You know, cause I, if this guy lets go of this chain, I'm dead. You know, and everybody <laughs> else in the place is dead. You know, it's like so now, the bottom of this thing, and and this chimp, I mean, he's he's angry, you know, and he's and so so we start. You know, I, I drive the truck up the hill. 
course, the air brakes aren't working. Nothing, nothing's working on this truck except for the, you can go forward. That's about it. And uh, so I get to, I just about get to the top of the hill. I can't wait to get to the top. So I get to the top and the chip is like, you know, and then, and I, I get out of the truck and the truck starts going backwards. <clears throat> so I, I'm already out of the truck. I'm walking through and I look back and I see about, I don't know, nine or 10 guys running after a truck with a screaming chip in it going back down the hill. <laughs> I don't know how they stopped it, but then I walked into the building. I went through this crowd. I get on the top. And the one thing they don't tell you out there is everybody gets women in bathing suits next to them. No matter what your number is, no matter what you're going to do, I would imagine even if you're doing comic stand-up work, there's going to be two or three women in bathing suits standing next to you, kind of rubbing up against you. Yeah. I wish, <laughs> I wish that, that's yeah. never happened to me in my entire career. No, you're young yet. Yes. All right, we're going to book you on the show. Okay. Now, I, I heard that the chimp attacked you, and you went into intensive care, and that's why you turned down the part of Vinny Barbarino <laughs> in Welcome Back, Carter. That's true. That yes. is absolutely true. Thank you. Well, t- take us back a second, Greg. You, if I have this right, let me see if I can get actually one thing right here. You, you weren't enamored of L.A., and, and you were, you were kind of planning to head back east when you got B.J. and the Bear? Yes, that's exactly right. That's, uh, see, Frank, you're, you're, like, you're doing way better than Gilbert's doing. <laughs> hey! I I sang a David Pomerantz song. <laughs> he gets nothing right. for David Pomerantz. <laughs> you know that forever that lives on. I mean that that's uh, that's uh, I gotta go. Um, now, Greg, you were in show business, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I do a I lot did. of deep research, Greg. Greg, I I heard you were on TV once. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, you're reading the right ones now. <laughs> so what happened? You're living out there. You bought a car. I know the whole story. You bought a you, you bought a, you bought an expensive a cool car. But you yeah, Grand Prix Pontiac. That's what you drive in Jersey. With, uh, uh, yeah, what? and you were going to come back, but then what happened? Glenn Larson called, and you got the you got the offer to do a series. No, I got I got an audition. My my agent called me and said, uh, "I know you're taking off, but you got to go in for this thing." You know, there's a guy they're looking for. A, you know, he's a trucker. And I said, "Oh, okay, trucker, great." You know, he says, "But there's a one thing. You know, he has a chimp." <laughs> like, oh crap! Well, right, wait, well, if, if it was sort of like every which way but loose meets Smokey and the Bandit, do I have that right? Yeah, definitely. You, you, Frank, you're on, man. I mean, don't don't question it. <laughs> and I remember with every which way you lose. Then they did a sequel called Any every Which Way, way you, you Can. Can. Right. And I think right. the the music to that was Uh oh. <laughs> I forget who sang it. it Might have been B J Thomas or something. Yeah. Any which way you can. I love you any which way <laughs> you can. <laughs> why, why you know that? <laughs> David Pomerantz. I do the research. He provides the entertainment. So. 
but 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 it was sort. I mean, the show was was kind of inspired by the success of of those movies, and and uh, we were still living in the in the CB era. You had Convoy and some, right. you know, yeah. And well, Glenn Larson, you know, uh, Glenn, you know, he always had a knack for taking what was what was happening in, uh, and you know, turning it into a television show. You know, in some way, I think that's where uh, he's so successful. You know, with all these shows he had, and uh, he was always right on time with them. You know, it seemed to be what the because, you know, now uh, things have switched around so that, you know, it's the other way around. It seems like television is, is, is stronger than than the films. And, but then it was, it was whatever the films were, you know, the TV shows seemed to emulate uh, emulate the films, you know. Now, so, uh, but that show, um, yeah, it was definitely from, from that. And then, but I went to, I went, I went on the audition. I finally went on the, on the audition. And it was a different audition than, than I've ever been on because they actually had the truck there in the room. They had a truck in the, <laughs> on a stage in the studio. You know? I love it. <laughs> Not in the room. That would be a whole different image. There was a, it was a sound stage and they had the truck. I mean, Glenn, and they were pretty much, I guess Glenn wanted to get everybody that was going to audition in, in the truck and see how that looked. And, and I just, you know, I had this attitude of, um, I really didn't care because I knew I was leaving that afternoon. I had everything packed. I mean, that's it. So I, I just did the audition with this kind of carefree, nonchalant, didn't give a damn about the whole thing. Uh, and then I, as on, on the way out, he runs up to me and he says, uh, you know, hey, you know, you're really, you're really perfect for this part. And uh, and uh, he questioned my age. He said, how, how old are you, though? You know, and I said, old enough that I could have been in the, you know, Vietnam, Vietnam uh, uh, Huey. And... Uh, and that was his only real concern was that I was uh, just a little, little young to the park. But he, but by the time I got home, the, my I had I don't know twelve calls from my agent, and about uh, about getting the role. So it was it was quick. It was, it was really quick how how it happened. Now I've been lucky to that, you know. Now mm-hmm. can I tell you something? If I can interject something, we a few shows back interviewed uh, actor Steve Buscemi. So, yeah, he's the so, best. So this makes you the second guest to say to me, D- basically, do you have any idea who the fuck I am? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny. <laughs> Greg, do you, do, you, do you think the fact that you kind of had one foot out the door and, uh, I mean, you're, you just alluded to this and that you didn't really care, you weren't that emotionally invested in it, in, in a way helped you get the part? Yeah, I think that you know, for actors out there that uh, you know, that uh, younger actors that that are getting into it, I think you know sometimes you put a little too much weight on things. You know, yeah. you kind of bog yourself you, down. With you what try be, too hard. Like, yeah, you try too hard. What might happen? And the truth of the matter is, we never know what's going to happen from moment to moment, no matter how much you try to plan anything. You know, and uh, and so I think just having you know, not to say that you don't want to be prepared and you don't want to do the work because there is work involved. Yeah, you do have to do some work, but but once you get the work, just drop it and go. You know, just uh, you know, you know it. Let's and now just go do it. See what happens, yeah. And that's uh, and that was truly one of the first times I probably ever did that. You know, and uh, ended up getting that show from it, which was, you know, it, yeah. it ended up really putting me on the map. We had yeah. incredible Fred Silverman. I mean, I mean, Fred. The funny thing about Fred, you were talking about Fred before, but uh, uh, he. You know, he did not want to show. He did not want to show with a monkey on it on his network. 
And he, Interesting. He, he did not want that. So he aired us against, uh, put us up against Network. Remember, you know, the first run of Network? And, uh, remember that? Oh, the movie, movie Network. Yeah. Right. So he, you know. he put us up against the first run of Network, and we got a 47 share. And uh, and then he said, okay, well, I'll, I'll do some. And he did something like that again, and we got a 42 share. So we our share was just, it's kind of undeniable, the shares we were getting. So... So he said, all right, well, then I'll put seven lady truckers on and I'll really screw it up. Now, this is another thing we have in common in that I worked on a show produced by Fred Silverman. And you talk about bad television. This was thick of the night. Ah. Alan Alan Thick's attempt at taking over the Carson reign. Oh, and, I think you were talking about this with Paul too, weren't you? On one of yes, the, yes, and and yeah. Alan Alan Thick not only hosted the show, but of course sang the theme song. Mama, don't leave the light on. I'm in the road tonight. Everyone needs a dream to hold on. I'm gonna make it on my own. Running in the thick of the night under the city lights. Running in the thick of the night. <laughs> oh. you, mean, you mean the lyrics are really that unaudible? Yes. <laughs> and and his wife was getting angry at me, saying, "Oh, that doesn't sound anything like him." And then she watched an early recording of him singing and said, "Oh shit, that sounds exactly like him." <laughs> every every time we get together with Paul, he wants Gilbert to sing "The Thicker the Night." He's kind of obsessed. <laughs> <laughs> well, I can see why. Yeah. Don't you want to record with Gilbert now, Greg? You've recorded with the yes. with the uh, Royal Philharmonic. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. Do you play any uh, orchestral instruments, Gilbert? <laughs> I fiddle, I fiddle I can with... see you with the cymbals in the background. <laughs> <laughs> you could play a fiddle as well as Josh Mostel, yeah. couldn't you? I fiddle yeah, with right. my organ. <laughs> <laughs> Now, you worked with Claude Akins. I did. Sheriff Lobo. Yeah. He's a, he's a, I, I remember, I mean, I, there's another guy you talk about working with a classic, you know, somebody you never thought when you were in Sarahville you'd be working with. Because uh, all those old westerns, remember all the old westerns oh, sure, he did? Sure, sure. And, oh and Inherit the Wind. That's right. He was in as a preacher. Right. Wasn't he in a classic Twilight Zone episode, too? Isn't he in the yes. uh, the, the monsters on main, uh, the, 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 the one with the, you know the one I'm talking about. Is that the one that the Simpsons always make yes, fun of? Yes, yes, and the title is escaping uh, me. Yes, the like something like, yeah, Monsters on Main Street. Yeah, something like that. Something. We'll look it up. Where it's also that very, that all the neighbors turn on each other. Yeah, I mean, he was a very recognizable actor who worked a ton. Oh, yeah, yeah. And you worked with a favorite of ours, Murray Hamilton. Ah, Murray, I love Murray. He's a great guy, man. He's, he's Jaws, right? Murray Hamilton. Oh, sure, yeah. and the graduate. Yeah, the graduate. Yeah. My dog is yeah, there. You, oh, you know Murray? You know Murray? Okay. The dog likes Murray Hamilton. <laughs> yeah, you. I, I, yeah, I think it's like uh, you say Barracuda. People look around, say what? Huh? 
But you say shark, and we've got a panic. Oh, yeah, he's Larry Vaughn, yeah. the mayor. But also, he's funny in the, in the Spielberg comedy 1941, oh, which is a much maligned movie, but he's funny in it. And he was great in The Hustler. They're right, he's in The Hustler, and yeah. he's in Anatomy of a Murder. He's like this effeminate southern pool player. So what happened, uh, Greg? After the first season, they, they – uh, I'm trying to remember oh, the chronology. Oh, and he was also in a great Twilight Zone. That's right. With, with Ed Wynn. That's right. Oh, I'm sorry, Greg. Are you still oh, there? Ed Wynn. Yeah. <laughs> Ed Wynn comes up on every show, Greg. <laughs> no, but he, he was uh, – they were the rivals on our show. You know, they, they, they had uh, – the, there was there – was, he was – I'm trying to think. He, the character name was Captain Kane, right? That, that's what it was, right? He was Captain Kane. You know, Sheriff Lobo was the one, and then there's Captain Kane, and, the, and the Ed Lauder was... Uh, oh, Ed Lauder. Ed Lauder. Oh, yeah. wow. Another actor we love. Uh, Death Wish 3. Oh, Sheriff, he's in everything. Yeah. Now, so the, the, if I'm remembering it right, the, uh, uh, Sheriff Lobo was the antagonist. Then he got a series. He got a spinoff, The Misadventures of Sheriff Lobo, and then Murray Hamilton came in. Right, then we needed a new antagonist. So, yeah. so Murray, Murray Hamilton was fun to work with. Great. Great guy to work with. Uh, both of them. I mean, uh, you know, they're they're uh, just classic, you know, they they respected the business and and, and the people around them while they were working, and uh, they're just uh, those kind of people, you know, both of them. Um, and then they added the, some jiggle. Uh, they added some jiggle to the show after the first season. You were you were you were alluding to Silverman. They added well. They added oh, well, they added yeah, they yeah. added the women truckers. I mean, remember remember the term jiggle TV. In the seventies, you know what's so weird about Jiggle TV is I remember when Charlie's Angels was on. They call it Jiggle TV, and I was at my horniest back then, and I didn't find (laughs) anything remotely of a turn on with Charlie's Angels. Not even Farrah Fawcett did it for you. No, no, they they. They made it sound like this was real porn, like they were running around naked in each thing, and it was nothing. Well, that's as far as they could go then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the other... other, Go ahead, Greg. No, no, I say now it's... uh... It's more than jiggle. Well, you know, when I, when I hear the term, I think about the old network battle of the stars because they would take, a, they would take somebody like a Charlene Tilton or a Linda Carter yeah. and they would put them in a skimpy. In fact, there's video of you participating in one of the old network battle of the network star shows. Where it was like basically a dunk a clown. <laughs> Where Charlene <laughs> Tilton dunking you. <laughs> Oh, you got to see my best moment on the uh, the uh, tug of war. You, you got oh, really? To, you got to, Is that on there? Got to find it. Yeah, it's a, I think it was at NBC. It was, it's great to see all those faces, man. I mean, oh, it's great I, with yeah, Cosell. One place, yeah, Howard Cosell, right? Announcing. <laughs> yeah, and you, that you, guy was so classic, man. He was just, <laughs> just a, I mean, you can't really have a conversation with a guy like Howard. You know, you, you know, just the North. Yeah, so Greg, how's the wife? You know, <laughs> it's like everything sounds like you're completely you're, you're being interviewed. You know, well, good, Howard. They're all doing great. I sent Gilbert the clip, and it's all of these all the stars at the time are lined and up, and it's Billy Crystal. Yeah, was they on show soap. up like face by face, and you're going, "Wow, not one of them matches with the other one behind it." Right, Robert Urich. It's, yes. it's the, yeah. The, yeah, it's a bunch of you guys competing, and I guess you were. I guess there was a relay race. There was what you said, tug of war. Yeah, they have all different like that. The kayak race, the 
they had the relay races, oh, the uh, you, you know, like tug of war, um, the dunker. That was all just kind of fun. You were competing with Todd Bridges in one of the events. Right. <laughs> and who was the guy that Richard Hatch? He was the oh, guy. Oh, Richard Hatch from, from, from the original book. Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> Right, you have to watch out for him because he was fast. Let me tell you, you knew if you were next to Richard, you're going to not look good that day. Those things and then, like who else there? Robert Conrad too, right? He Robert was, he was Conrad, yes, he's still yes. around. <laughs> Those things were like the original reality TV because they. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I always sure, wondered, sure. Greg, were you guys contractually obligated by the network to to participate in those? Did you did you want to do them? Well, you know, they paid you some really good money to do it. So oh, that's I see. <laughs> I see. You know, and then also, you know, they really wanted you to. If you didn't do it, I think you'd be sliding. You'd be sliding them a little bit. You know, I mean, it, it wasn't. If you really physically didn't feel you, you should be there at all. They really wanted people that that had some, you know, physical ability. They just didn't want anybody. So they they wanted people that could. Uh, you know, that could compete and seriously compete because they really did want one network to win over the other, you know. Right, right. So. I remember them. And I remember Saturday Night Live's brilliant parody, which was the network battle of the T's and A's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <that's pretty> <laughs> which was nothing yeah. but nothing but close-ups of breasts running through finish line. they have, like, celebrity bowling? Oh, yeah. That was a... Uh, oh, yeah, celebrity bowling. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, did, did they televise that? Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't remember that. I remember, I remember the host that. always looked like he was bombed out of his skull. Our friend Gino Salamone, our mutual <laughs> friend of ours, called me and said he has he's recording celebrity bowling oh, for us. He's putting it on DVD. <laughs> Billy <laughs> B- Billy Barty and I have to ask you about, uh, just about Glenn Larson uh, quickly, Greg, because uh, the creator of. Um, BJ and the Bear, and we just talked about him because uh, Gilbert and I were talking about him. He created so many shows. I mean, Alias Smith and Jones, which I remember oh, with, wow. with with the late Pete that Duel. Was, that was like the ripoff of um, uh, a Butch Cassidy, Butch Cassidy right. and the Sundance Kid, right? And Peter Duel shot himself on Christmas Eve. Yeah, he did. But but also Quincy and Battlestar Galactica and Knight Rider and Magnum and one of Gilbert and uh, mine favorites is uh, Manimal with oh, Simon yeah. McCorkendale. Talk oh, yeah. About- <laughs> yeah, well, I got caught up in the Manimal. You know, you had a – well, Glenn moved from uh, Universal over to uh, 20th Century. And um, I think it was 20th Century. Yeah. Uh, and um, so we had the, the Manimal deal. Auto Man. Auto Man with Desi Arnaz Jr. <laughs> right, right. And he had uh, a show I have with Kirstie now, Alley. Be, be that fo- was uh, oh, called Masquerade. Oh, yeah, Masquerade, sure. Now, before yeah. you go on, Greg, explain yeah. to our audience the premise of uh, Manimal. <laughs> I can't. I was not in that. I was, well, but I got a feeling he, this, the man was part animal. Yeah. yeah. He could turn it. He, he was a shapeshifter. Yeah. yeah. He could turn well, into okay, any okay. animal he wanted. <laughs> okay. And Auto Man with Desi Arnaz Jr. Oh, yes. was about a hologram who came out of a computer at night to fight crime. Okay. And All surprisingly, right. it didn't do well. <laughs> well, you know, he didn't get much. Support. I think I think what happened with a lot of those shows was that they didn't get the support because uh, I think when Glenn left, there was some, there was I know that every for, for every show to fail because he was there, yeah, something was wrong. Something was something some some something was against him. And I remember talking to him about you know 
networks. And he and I, we were, we were pretty close. He, he gave me three shows, you know. So uh, he gave me P.S. I Love You, Masquerade, and DJ and the Bear. So uh, we would talk a lot about, uh, you know, the way, what was what he was up against with the business, let's put it that way, okay? And, and, uh, and I think that was a period where everybody wanted him to just fail, you know. And, and he had no support. I don't think he got the support. Yeah. And you were, you worked with an oncoming guest of ours, uh, Paul Williams. Ah, Paul. God, I'm glad to hear he's he's doing okay. Uh, he's such a good. I saw him on something. He was a uh, recently. It was like a it was a talk show. I, I just saw him on maybe three months ago, four months ago. So he's I can't remember what he was talking about, but uh, yeah, we we did a show. Uh, well, we did we did. I think you said that he's on DJ the Bear, right? Oh, yeah, he was on BJ and the Bear. Yeah, we were just doing research, and, and we, we stumbled upon a couple of our podcast guests that you worked with. I, I, think, I think Paul Williams was offered the part of Vinnie Barbarino and <laughs> Welcome Back, Carter. Terrible casting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Carter. Well, he, he was great. I mean, we did this show. I, I mentioned it before. But, uh, it was uh, called... Uh, California Coast, and I think it was called. Yeah, and we and, and we. This is where I got to know him better. Was uh, uh, we, you know, the show. I think it took about a week to film it, but we filmed up the coast of California, and uh, and they had different guests on, and we sang and did songs, and and they had. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of what uh, he told me, which I thought was really hopeful. He gave a lot of hope to uh, any writer, was that he had all these songs. Uh, years before anything happened, so he, he, I think he was around forty years old or something like that. When, when some, I think either a lawyer or an agent or a manager, somebody like that, came along and said, "What are you doing with these songs?" You know, and you ask him about this and see. But I remember him saying uh, that that this person was pretty much solely responsible for getting his music out there. And then once everyone heard the music, it was just everybody wanted to do a Paul Williams song, you know, and. Uh, uh, did you hear anything to the contrary of that? No. No. Now, no. Can we just... But we're so impressed by his songs. Can we spin... Yeah, I mean, he... I mean, what a writer. You know, I, w- I mean, he wrote incredible music. Well, and yeah. even stuff... I mean, the, the, the things that people don't talk about, like uh, like the Rainbow Connection and, and, uh, and um, uh, Love Boat theme. I mean, the guy could do <laughs> anything. Yeah. Well, he's a good writer, you know. It's a, and can just, we spit out some names at you for just a quick reaction... A favorite of both of us, Ben Gazzara. Ah, Ben. Ben, I remember Ben from New York. We did uh, Jesus Christ Superstar together. Wow. For a short time. Yeah. Ben, that's how I met Ben. And uh, he, he was playing Judas. And uh, and then my friend of mine, David Foster, I know, hit him with a truck. <laughs> I ran into, I ran into, I saw Ben after that. And, uh, and I hadn't seen it since. <laughs> but uh, my my recollection of Ben is I always used to run into him along the way. Uh, but that's how we first met was on Superstar. And, Ernest... and you, know, you know what happened with the truck with Ben. You know, oh, you, wait, you wait, wait. You're talking about Ben Vereen. Oh, wait. Who did you say? Ben Gazzara. <laughs> ben Gazzara. <laughs> oh, Ben Gazzara. Actually, yeah. he got hit with the truck, too. Really? <laughs> And, uh, and I heard that Ben Gazzara so, turned down the role of Vinnie Barbarino <laughs> and Welcome Back, Carter. 
Now, wait a now, minute. That would that could have worked. He could have been Vinny. Let's get been let's Vinny. get our Ben straight because Ben Gazzara was always a fixture in Gilbert's stand-up act. Yeah, Greg. Okay, but Ben Vereen, <laughs> uh, we're also big fans of Ben. Okay. Ben Vereen was yeah, he was walking on a on an L.A. road at night and he was hit by David Foster, and, the musician. And I think he right. and Ben Ben Vereen wasn't exactly had all his faculties at that time. I heard. I can remember one story with uh, you said. Uh, um, ben Gazzara. Ben Gazzara is he's he's a guy. I saw him in Huey of all things. He, I he saw did that. Oh, he played. Are you, you kidding? In Holy Chicago? Christ! <laughs> Holy Christ! I saw that on Broadway. It was two oh. one-man uh, plays. Exactly. Right. Huey, I, I think it was called Huey and Night. Night shift. Or he played night Huey Long, the the, the kingfish. I, no, I forget what it was about. Wow. Uh, he was in a hotel. There, yeah. He was like in the hotel lobby. Yeah, something like Huey and Night Clerk. Yeah. Wow. And, and, and he just did this entire like an hour and a half of just just dialogue. himself yeah. on stage. Just he was just great. Ben Gazzara for ninety minutes on stage. Yeah, and it was incredible. It was great. And then and then uh, and then I you know I. Got a chance to work with him on this uh, on this uh, movie the week we did with uh, uh, one of the Charlie's Angels. What's her? Um, ja, ja, well, we'll guess Jacqueline Jackie, Smith. Jacqueline, Jacqueline Smith. Oh, and, uh, and then uh, and then <laughs> funny thing was I remember we were doing a photo session. We were all standing there and uh, and uh, and he whispers to the he sees her standing there next to him. He whispers to the to the agent, "Give me an apple box," you know. And so I'm thinking, hmm. So all of a sudden, he slips in this apple box under Ben Gazzara's feet, so he's a little taller next to me. And uh, then he goes, <laughs> and they go to take, they go to take, they go to take the shot, and I just, I slowly just go up on my toes, you know. <laughs> he goes, you son of a bitch. <laughs> I said, all right, well, you know, he's a good guy. I really liked him, man. He, he's, he's a, he's a prince. And what about Ernest Borgnine? Ernest Borgnine, I, I. We did. Um, I think masquerade. We did, a, we did masquerade, which I didn't get a chance to really know him well on that. But then we did a, another movie for Joey Travolta. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> called Mel. He's called Mel. Joey's directing it. We went up and and uh, and uh, we went to it was Idaho. Yeah, it was up in Idaho for a month on a lake. And I and and uh, Ernest Borgnine, you know, was uh, had the lead role in that and. Uh, so I got a chance to really hang out with him and tell him. He's a good guy. You know, he's a really, really nice guy. Well, he's got some stories, you know. <laughs> you know, a lifetime of... Uh, oh, yeah. We wish he was still around. Cinema. Yeah, I know. And what about Rod yeah. Taylor? Yeah, he's not around either, is he? No, we just lost him. Yeah, right. And Ed Taylor. Lauder, too, by the way. Yeah, that, Ed, that La- Ed Lauder, too. Yeah, yeah he was terrific. We loved you know, him. But, uh, yeah, uh, who did you just? Who did you Rod just, Taylor, you worked in with. Uh, Ma- Mas- wasn't it Masquerade with Rod Taylor? Yeah, yeah, we worked on uh, Masquerade together. Yeah, boxer from Australia. And what about Shatner? Yeah. What about one of Gilbert's and my uh, favorite uh, actors, William Shatner? You, uh, did Shatner. Tech War. you did Tech War. Yeah, Bill. He's, he's we we did uh, four two-hour movies and we did eighteen shows up there in in, uh, in uh, Toronto on on that show. And it was funny because, you know, Bill, I, here's what I remember. The, the way I met Bill was great because I went I went into the, uh, you know, for the audition, and I walk in, and it's kind of a, he's, Bill's got the room lit, you know, kind of 
dark, you know. Usually rooms are lit brighter so you can see the words, you know. But Bill's got it down, like, and I'm, I'm sitting in the hot seat, and he says, he says, uh, Greg, look, I, I, I just, I want to, I, I don't want you to read. I, I really don't want you to read. I, I don't want you to have to read. <laughs> I've, always, I've always loved your work, and I, 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 I just don't think you should read. So I said, oh, well, so we talked we talk a little bit, you know, and then, um, and then he goes, uh, all right, so you, you want to read? Let's read a little bit. <laughs> so we do the read, you know, so we, we do read. And then, uh, and then I get done with it, and uh, Bill says, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you, you're, you're Jake. You're, you're Jake. You're Jake Cardigan. And uh, I mean, that's it. You're, you're, you're Jake. I said, okay. All right. <laughs> and then I, I leave, and of course, my agent's on the phone, you know, 12 times by the time I get home, and I'm going to Canada. But right. Bill, we had some funny, like, there's another thing I got to tell you that, that it was really hilarious. Because in hindsight, when you think of actors and you think of being on the set, Bill was directing one of the, um, one of the shows, one of the, you know, one of our, one of the movies that we did. And we, and the last scene was, was a, um, was a scene where the entire cast is going to be in the scene. So it's, we got an oil refinery that they rented for the night. We've got the full cast, the whole thing. And I said, and in the show, cause I had this, this chip in my head, I always, these tech chips right there. And, uh, this technology in my head. And I said, so I said, well, look, you know, I'm supposed to go through a tech burnout on this. <laughs> So, so I really, I really want to have my eyes really, really bloodshot. Look like you know, like I'm exploding internally, you know. And so the makeup girl says, "Oh, it's okay. I've done this so many times. Don't, don't worry. I'll just put something in your eyes." I said, "Okay." So, so I, so I said, "We gonna put the, you gonna put the, use the Vicks, you know, where you blow the Vicks." Oh yes, I have other things too. I said, "Oh, okay, okay." So she's from Quebec, and she's, and so I said. Uh, so the, so I go in, I go, I'm ready. I said, okay, I think we should do the eyes. Let's get, let's get the eyes going. So she comes up with this thing, and she blows this thing in my eye. And it felt like glass going to my eye, right? So I go, oh, my God. Jeez, that hurts. Or I heard it through the other one, like an idiot. So so she does the other one. And my daughter was up there with me on the set. And, uh, and so, luckily, she was about 14 at the time. And... Uh, and so I, now my eyes are just starting to just, they're going to get redder, right? They're getting redder and redder and redder and redder. And to the point where I can't see anything. So now I've got my, I'm literally, I'm going blind here. So I, all I see is white, just completely, everything's starting to turn completely white. And uh, I said, I got to go to the, I go, I got to go to the doctor. I got I to go to the hospital, right? I got to get this washed out. And so then uh, the, the makeup girl, but what about Bill? I said, what about Bill? She says, well, what's Bill going to say? I said, I don't know. I got to go to the doctor now. We have to wash my eyes out, and I got to go. So, so I went to the. They had a medic. You know, they had the ambulance on this. They had the ambulance there, so I did the eyes wash and you do the whole thing. That didn't work. So they take me out. I go to the hospital. I guy looks at my eyes. I'm I'm, I'm making the story quicker, but uh, he looks at my eyes. He goes, he says, "Oh my God, what the hell did they do to you?" I said, "I don't know. What did they do to me?" He says, "Well, they burnt the corneas off your eyes." I said, well, am I going to be able to see again? He says, maybe not the way you do, but hopefully. I'm like, holy crap. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. So I, 
So they, he packs my eyes. I go back to the set and, uh, and Bill, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm in terrible pain. I mean, you know, you ever scratch, you know, you scraped your cornea before, you know, how one little scrape. Now just imagine both eyes, you know, and I'm sitting there. I'm not trying not to move, you know, and I hear a knock on my door and, uh, it's Bill. So, so I said, yeah, because great. I said, yeah, yeah, Bill, Bill, come on in, come on in. Well, I don't. I hate to tell you, but Cherie didn't put a, you know, she didn't put the uh, stocking in front of the the crystals, and she blew them in my eyes, and uh, I got the red crystals, and they burnt the corneas off my eyes. I said, oh my God! Can I see it? I said, Bill, I, I, I got them all packed in here. I got one peak. I said, come on, really? He goes, just one peak. I said. I said, all right. So I lift up the thing, and, you know, he looks something, and he sees my eyes are like blood red. You know, he goes, oh, my God. That's perfect for the scene. I said, no, I can't. He says, one take. We're actors. Come on. Unbelievable. I said, all right, I'll do it. Let's go, man. One take. I said, let's go. And then I'm going back to L.A. He goes, okay. And so, you know, we did the one take, and I went back to L.A., and uh, it took me, I don't know, a couple of weeks before my eyes came back, but luckily oh, they came back. Oh, thank God. So, you know, you're, you're, you're able to... But you're... we had some good times. I mean, he, you know, he was, uh, him and I, we always got along great, and uh, and uh, and I knew what he I knew what he was trying to do with the show, and... Uh, and uh, unfortunately, <laughs> he didn't run longer than we did. We, he didn't have we, a lot of compassion for you in the moment. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think you realize the uh, extent of the damage completely, you know. But, uh, but I think, uh, you know, he had to get it done. He had a, he had a uh, it was one of those things where you got a, of course. you got a hundred, hundred and some thousand dollar day, you know. Incredible know story. Can, yeah, it's pretty, pretty now, funny. But, now, Grant. You know, oh, okay. Has he been on the show? We haven't had Shatner. We, we, you, you think we got a shot at getting him? Maybe, you never know. You can, you can tell, him, tell him about the eye story. You yeah. don't want to tell you how he saw it. No. Now, now I, I want to show you <laughs> how Frank doesn't trust my research. <laughs> when I was starting to get your attention, he wrote down on a piece of paper and slipped it to me, Greg. Because <laughs> <laughs> he looked like he was going to say Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> See, the only reason I have Frank here is to tell me who the name of the person is who I'm talking to. <laughs> oh God! Now, now, before we close up, um, you're you're uh, I, in honor of your friend David Pomeranz. <laughs> oh no! This you're gonna, is you're going to close it with a song. Poor right Greg. Now. Yes, <laughs> yes, and then you I'll, do realize the man is a professional musician. Yes. Yes, I, I wish we could have rehearsed beforehand. <laughs> but this is when um, when Scott Bale shows up at the prom that uh, Heather Thomas. <laughs> oh, Heather Thomas. And, Remember and, her? And Willie Ames. Oh, yeah. And, uh, okay. <clears throat> We're the king and queen of hearts. 
Ah, uh, hold me when the music starts. <laughs> All my dreams come true when I dance with you. Promise me you're mine tonight. I will wait in line tonight with the lights down low. I'll never let you go. Did you dream that we dance forever <laughs> in a world that we'd stay together in a dream that you'd pray would never end? And it's not my <laughs> like, imagination. Like, I'm praying that this ends. <laughs> or a part of the orchestration. <laughs> All right. <It's> wow. <laughs> Are you going to send this to David Pomerantz, Greg? Yeah, I think he's going to. I'm going to have to give him the link for sure. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll let you know when we put it up. Well, I set up a. I set up a, a uh, email address for anyone who it's 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 Gilbert Gottfried at Evigan dot com. I'm serious now. Anybody out there who wants to comment on you know any of the singing the show? I mean anything you know. Oh, that's get, great. If you want to get you know like a, a pre order for. Uh, for Gilbert playing the violin on my Royal Philharmonic music. You can, you can, <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried at evigan.com. Don't forget it, folks. Well, that's hilarious. Can I sing some of those David Pomerantz songs with the Philharmonic? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can, like, we can do like a nice wash in the background, you know? <laughs> So, so real quick, Greg, tell us about uh, what's happening with your music. You recorded with the Royal Philharmonic at Abbey Road Studio, the famous Abbey Road Studios. That's right. I found out you performed a duet with Cheryl Crow, which is very cool. Yeah, that was for uh, P.S. I Love You. That was for our, uh, that was for Glenn Larson. And and uh, musically, I the music success that I've had was uh, I wrote the you know co-wrote with my partner Lenny on uh, on Mighty Dads. We wrote the theme song for yeah. uh, Mighty. And then uh, you know I, I sang the theme, the theme songs for the show. I've done uh, a few of them, not all of them. And uh, and then I've got I had an album that was out called Slow Down. Uh, did that album? Then I then I but the Royal Philharmonic is that music. You know that's uh, that's kind of my passion project. Really, finally I've got it done, and I'm kind of taking pre-orders. So anybody who might be interested out there in hearing it, it's uh, okay. Sixty-five piece orchestra. I'm playing the piano on it, and uh, and it's uh, I really did set up that page. I, I, I set up the anyone who hears this show, hears this uh, this uh, podcast. Uh, it's uh, I, just, I just made a Gilbert Gottfried at Evigan.com. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love it. Okay. So, so anything anything, per, anything pertaining to music, including <laughs> the incredible music that we heard today, the incredible singing that we heard. Well, you know, he sings almost every episode, Greg. He sang the. We had Henry Winkler on, and Gilbert sang the Lords of Flatbush theme. <laughs> you remember that movie? Well, you know, I was hoping that you were going to sing the "You Can Count on Me" from from My Two Dads. I mean, I, I was really hoping. Yeah, that, you, uh, you, know, the, the, you know Paul Reiser. Uh, yeah, you I know the, Paul Reiser. The My Two but Dads I theme. I don't remember the My Two Dads theme. Sadly, can you favor us with a couple of bars <laughs> before we before we before we jump, Greg? What's that? Sorry, Could you favor us with a few bars of the My Two Dads theme before we jump? And, and only if uh, if Gilbert would 
you know, like kind of jump in whenever. Oh, okay. He's okay. He's going he's gonna to be a beat late, I'll but go take ahead. it. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. Ready? Yeah. You can count on me. 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 Where you go, I'm standing by your side. Wherever you go, I'll be by your side. (laughs) No one loves you more than I do. No one loves you more than I do. Put your hand in my hand. Put your hand in my hand. (laughs) Ready? Here comes the big chorus. Okay. You can count on me. You can count on me. <laughs> no matter what you do, you can count on me. No matter what you do, you can count on me. We've done it. We've done it. It's the scariest version of my two dads. I'm picturing the two of you doing a remake with with Gilbert and the Riser part. <laughs> Hilarious. Uh, Greg, anything else you uh, want to plug? To your ch- your children are also in the business. Your son is a mu- Jason is a musician, and your daughters are actresses. That's that's right. My uh, my son right now has got the uh, he's got these. I'll tell you, he's got these incredible career going here with this. Um, he's got Prince Royce. I'm looking at it right now because I want to make sure I get it. And where was it? Hold on one second. Here it is. Uh, I'll tell you what he got. He's got. Um, He's got. Talk, he did that song. You know that "Talk Dirty to Me." Jason Derulo talk. Yeah, yeah. Talk dirty. He did, he did that one. He did. You uh, got a Maroon Five. It was always you. He's got Demi Lovato's Heart Attack. Wow. David Guetta, Fifth Harmony, Miss Move, uh, Miss Moving On, and uh, so Prince Royce stuck on a feeling. What else he got? He's got so many things going now. He's, he he went from uh, from the band to. You know, from having the band to just saying, okay, well, we're not going anywhere with this right now, and uh, and just got into the writing, and and the writing just took off for him. So he's, for he's him. really doable. And then uh, Brianna's doing um, my youngest one. She's doing. Uh, she did Step Up too. That was uh, that's how she got going in the dance world. And mm-hmm. then now she's she's got another one coming out. It's called Love Is All You Need. And uh, then Vanessa has got. You know she's uh, she's been doing acting since she's eleven years old. If you see her on this, she's she had a couple series. You know she had uh, uh, what was his name? What was the name of that series? She had three three different series. One social studies. She worked with Ben Affleck right in the beginning. Oh right, on a right. show that was very similar what? to uh, uh, Seventh Heaven. Unfortunately, they didn't get the coverage Seventh Heaven got, but but she's still. She's still moving along with her career too. So and Brianna, all in the business. Brianna's kind of a, a she's done some scream queen stuff. I mean, she's worked with Danny Trejo and 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 Rodriguez and yeah, she's working with this. Yeah, she's working with Robert Rodriguez right now yeah. on this uh, Dust Till Dawn. That's, yeah, that's, saw that. I should have meant that first because that's that's really really uh, she's got a really good arc on that right now. So. So she's been working on that one. And have you seen that show? It's a, I have. I, I have. I've never been a big vampire fan, but man, when it comes to this, this is this is really good. Well, I you love know? Robert Rodriguez's work. Yeah, he's his shots and and just the uh, the way he moves and, the camera is amazing. And what I mean, was the um, other what was the other show you sang the theme song to? Well, that was BJ and the Bear. BJ and the Bear. So yeah, we, and we, the one I do with Cheryl Crow that was that was P.S. I love you. That was uh. Okay, but the one we just did... That was my two dads. Okay, can you sing the BJ and the Bear one? 
We oh, have God. making the guy work. I want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Are you I'm, ready for this? I had to change. Glenn said, Greg, give me a little more rasp. Yeah. Okay. Some more, <laughs> some more rasp. Okay. Okay. Let's so, sing the BJ so, and the Bear theme. Yeah, so this is the way that one went. Uh, <clears throat> wait, let me think of the melody. Hold on. Uh, Either way you're going, not exactly going. Hey, you where you going, not exactly going. <laughs> Too raspy. <laughs> Sounds to me like the bunny hop, doesn't it? I don't know. Yeah, it does. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You're not sitting a foot away from him, Greg. <laughs> okay, let me look at this card that says Greg on You're a good sport. And we should. I just want to add one thing. You are in a. You are in a uh, for for Hollywood and by show business standards of a very very long term and successful marriage. Yes. To your Thank wife. You. Yeah. 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 We still talk. <laughs> yeah. Great. Did Did she manage you which for a while? Probably, which is probably. Yeah, she started out managing me. Yeah. But uh, yeah, she when when we first. Uh, that was how we first met, and how- then. Uh, she managed me ever since. How many years have you been married now? We've been married for 30, I think it's 35 years this year. Congratulations. So 35 years? Yeah, 79 to now. Wow. 35 years and all your kids are successful? Yeah, we've been really lucky. I'm telling you, uh, I, I look at, when you look back, you think, okay, you know, now I know why I came here. <laughs> oh, com- now I know why I left New York. It's a nice life. Yeah. Yeah. Congratu- well, uh, congratulations. This has Thank been Gilbert Gottfried's amazing colossal podcast with my co host, Frank Santo Padre, and my beloved uh, singing partner, Greg Evigan. <laughs> <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried at Evigan.com for all those sounds you heard today, folks. <laughs> Imagine, Greg, the thrill of being able to record with both Paul Schaefer and Gilbert Gottfried in one career. I can't even imagine it. <laughs> You're a good sport, buddy. Thank you for putting up with us. Oh, Frank, you guys are great, man. I really oh, enjoyed it. Thank oh, you, thank Greg. You. Thank you, Greg. Take care. See you guys. If you like listening to comedy, try watching it on the internet. The folks behind the Sideshow Network have launched a new YouTube channel called Wait For It. It's got interviews with comedians like Reggie Watts, Todd Glass, Liza Schleichinger, Schleichinger, I've been friends with her for 10 years, one of the funniest people out there, and I still have a hard time with the last name, Liza. Our very own Owen Benjamin, that's me, takes you on a musical journey down internet rabbit holes and much more. You don't have to wait any longer. Just go to youtube.com slash waitforitcomedy. There's no need to wait for it anymore. Because it's here. And it's funny. And I love you. A few days ago, Brooke Tudin posted an inspirational quote on her wall that got 17 likes and 3 comments. Thumbs up, Brooke. Geico also wants to make a comment. In just 15 minutes, you could save hundreds of dollars on your car insurance by switching to Geico. And nothing says inspiration better than saving money. Well, except for those posters that say things like teamwork, excellence, and make it happen. Hashtag keep climbing. Hashtag savings. Geico. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance.